Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to All Sharps No Bite, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. And that still has such a nice ring to it, doesn't it? I love it. There's been a lot going on in Sharks territory lately, so we're going to dive in. And I want to start with the Kalen Addison trade. You all are aware of this by now, but just in case you've been living under a rock, the Sharks acquire Kalen Addison from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for winger Adam Raska and a fifth-round pick in 2026. Addison is a talented young puck-moving defenseman who, by all accounts, just couldn't find a spot in the lineup for the Minnesota Wild, and it kind of turned into a numbers game. So Minnesota ships him out, they sent him to San Jose, and there will be no shortage of opportunities for him here with the Sharks. The Sharks have been in dire need of a puck-moving defenseman and someone that has the skills that Kalen Addison brings to the table. So he'll get his opportunity here. He's going to get his ice time. And we've already seen him on the power play. And I think the power play looks a lot more effective with him. And the funny thing actually that stood out to me, um, I went to the game against Edmonton on Thursday. And the funny thing is that his defense was actually the thing that I thought was the most impressive. He was obviously brought in to be a puck moving defenseman. And I thought he actually ended up making some really good reads defensively to break up opportunities. He... I think unsurprisingly looked a little bit out of sync on the power play, particularly on zone entries, but I think that's to be expected. And he looked a lot more comfortable against Anaheim. I thought he moved the puck really, really well on the power play and brought a much more confident presence to the point. So I love that pickup and I'm really looking forward to seeing more out of him. And most importantly, we don't have to sit through those panic attacks that were the five forward power play units and it felt like we were just kind of waiting for something bad to happen. But with his presence out there up high, I think he brings a really calming presence up there. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what that power play unit looks like with him uh, getting more reps and what they're able to do moving forward. Some other notes from that Edmonton game um, and the Anaheim game. I thought that Eklund, Hurdle, and Zetterland line looked really, really good. They had uh, really solid chemistry. And it was nice to see them go out there and make plays and kind of hold the puck deep in the offensive zone, which is something that the Sharks have been dying for. And it looks like they found some chemistry there. So we'll see how long they keep that line together, especially as the Sharks get healthy, which they're still obviously waiting on. It sounds like Anthony Duclair is going to be back soon from that illness. Still no timetable that I've heard for Logan Couture, but for now, we'll see how long they keep that group together. It seems like it's been one of their better combinations. And it'll be interesting to see what happens when Daniil Gushin slots into the lineup. 
Sounds like, based on what I've seen on Twitter, the report is that he's been practicing on a line with Luke Cunnan and Mikhail Granlund. And then he was taking reps on the second power play unit with Ty Emerson, Kevin LeBanc, Mike Hoffman, and Philip Zadina. As the leading scorer for the Barracuda, this is obviously a well-deserved promotion for him. Uh, and I'm curious to see what he does with Mikhail Granlund, who I think has actually looked a lot better lately. He obviously really struggled when he came back from that injury, but um, based on my observations, he's been a lot more creative with the puck in the last couple of games. And it may not be bearing out in the numbers yet, but I do like that he's at least being more creative with the puck. He's taking some, I think, some good calculated chances in the offensive zone in terms of trying to dangle or go one-on-one. So I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that I'm starved for any kind of creativity or basically just any kind of fun in general in the offensive zone. So I'm looking forward to seeing him continue to play that way, hopefully. And we'll see if there's chemistry there with Gushin, and hopefully that'll be another line that the Sharks can turn to um, and rely on offensively. On the other end of the ice, uh, something that I talked about a couple episodes ago was the Sharks' penalty kill and how I felt like they were a little too lax and allowed too many opportunities down low, didn't really close off lanes or make it tough to get to the net, and also gave other teams a lot of space and time to make plays. And after watching the Anaheim game the other day, maybe it's just me, but I felt like the Sharks were a lot better down low and in front of their own net on the penalty kill. It still hasn't been perfect. I thought on that four on three, Mario Ferraro allowed too much space down low and got caught kind of too high. And in general, it feels like the Sharks still sit back a lot and give the power play a lot of time and space to make plays rather than being aggressive. But in front of their own net and down around the goal line, I thought they looked a lot quicker to close off space. And and they did a better job of taking away lanes towards the middle and towards the net. So we'll see if that trend continues and leads to better results. But for now, I give David Quinn and Mike Greer a lot of credit for kind of settling things down, getting things back on track, if you will. Those were obviously two really brutal losses to Vancouver and Pittsburgh, allowing 20 goals in two games. So to see them follow that up with a couple of wins, even though they've sagged back a little bit, lost 5-0 to the Vegas Golden Knights and lost 4-1 to Anaheim, those are obviously not the kind of margins you want to lose by. But it's better than losing by 8 or 9. And I realize that sounds ridiculous, but that's where we are, you know, in this, the year of our Lord 2023, um, in the middle of this rebuild. I do want to shift gears a little bit. Like I mentioned, I did go to the Sharks vs. Oilers game the other night, and I have a bone to pick. Surprisingly, the fastest entity in the building that night was not Connor McDavid. It was actually the black Sharks fin on the Jumbotron in the Shark fin race. For those who don't know, the Sharks do a little race between a black fin, a gray fin, and I think it's a white or teal fin. And the fans can scan a QR code to vote for who they think is going to win the race. They used to do something like this when I was a kid, except I think it was a Zamboni race back in the day. And it's one of my favorite things that they do in the Jumbotron when they're trying to entertain the fans during a break. And it was always really fun and exciting because the race was usually really close. But at the game I went to against Edmonton, it was an absolute runaway. I think the Blackfin almost lapped the other fins in the race. It really looked much more like me and my girlfriend playing Mario Kart and me getting my ass kicked. Um, So I'm hoping that the next fin race will be a lot closer. 
And if anyone placed a prop bet on the Blackfin, then you came out of that race looking really, really good. And speaking of placing your bets, bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're feeling bold, the puck line for the Sharks is plus one and a half for tonight's game against the Florida Panthers. Just throwing that out there. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. This episode is also sponsored by Raycon. For me, even though it's November, I'm already starting to think about Christmas shopping and starting to get some holiday decorations going up. Um, And I know for some people it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. So why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon's products before. I'm personally really pumped to try out the everyday earbuds. And Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like the everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32 hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their 5-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices 8 times faster with 100-watt power delivery. And their faucet filter ultra-filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of 5-star reviews. So to get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. I want to finish off the episode talking about former Sharks assistant coach and now former Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. As we all know, Woodcroft was fired the other day after the Oilers had really high expectations, were picked by many to be a Stanley Cup favorite, and they've obviously gotten off to a brutal start this season and now have to dig themselves out of a really big hole. 
And unfortunately, Jay Woodcroft lost his job because of that slow start. Um, I had the pleasure to meet Jay Woodcroft actually at a coaching clinic when I was an assistant coach with the Junior Sharks program about 10 years ago now. I can't believe it's already been that long. And at this clinic, Woodcroft was generous enough to speak with me and a bunch of other coaches in the program. And at the end, he, he spoke for a little bit, and then he did a, a little bit of a Q&A. And something that I really appreciate about Jay Woodcroft was that there were a lot of people asking questions, and there was, by the end of the Q&A, there was only time for one more question. And one other coach and I raised our hands at the exact same time, and he saw the other guy first, so he, he called on him and answered his question. But after that person got their question answered, to my surprise, I thought that the Q&A was going to end and he was going to peace out. But surprisingly, he remembered that I had my hand up and he, he came back to me and actually answered my question. And he stuck around for an extra couple of minutes and gave a really thoughtful answer, even though he really didn't have the time to do it. So I really appreciated that. I, I took some notes back then that I really haven't looked at since. And they're kind of incomplete thoughts or written in bullet notes. But I think some of them are kind of interesting, so I'll, I'll share them right here. Uh, the number one bullet that I have from Jay Woodcroft is don't BS. Pretty self-explanatory, but I think great advice for anyone in any walk of life. Similarly, the second bullet, be prepared, applicable for us all. And I remember the question that I asked him was along the lines of when you're creating your practice plan as a coach, how much do you change the practice plan depending on what happened in the previous game. Um, so for example, if your power play was really bad, do you spend more time than you initially planned trying to fix that and working on the power play? Or do you kind of keep things according to the script that you originally planned out? And he said that they do make minute changes to the practice plan throughout the season, depending on what they need to work on. And he gave some examples there, but I, I thought that was really cool that, that he took the extra time to, to give a thoughtful answer, even though he easily could have said, all right, peace, I'm done, guys, bye. So I always really appreciated him for that. I think a question that people asked him as well was, when you haven't played at the NHL level, how do you establish credibility? And he said that the pros don't really care if you never played in the league as long as you can help them. And I think that really rings true if you listen to an interview that Connor McDavid gave earlier this week where someone asked, a reporter asked if Jay Woodcroft had lost the room. And Connor McDavid said, no, not at all. Like, that's the furthest thing from what happened. Um, it, it was really obvious from his answer that from the best player in the world, there was a lot of respect for Jay Woodcroft. And so after I saw that interview, the first thing that came to my mind was that coaching clinic 10 years ago when Woodcroft said that it really doesn't matter what your pedigree is in terms of having played in the in the NHL or not, as long as you're able to help these guys and teach them something new and help them get better, then that's really all that they care about. And you're going to earn their respect that way. So with Jay Woodcroft recently being relieved of his duties, uh, I thought it was timely to revisit that and, and shed a little bit of light on the kind of coach and the kind of guy that Jay Woodcroft is. I, I don't know him well at all. That was my only encounter with him. But it was definitely a positive one and, and left a really good and lasting impression on me. So hoping for the best for him. We'll see where he lands next. I, I think he accomplished some really good things with the Oilers once he took over. And even though it really didn't go his way or the team's way this year, 
I'm really looking forward to seeing him get another opportunity elsewhere and seeing what he's able to do. So that's it for this one. Thanks again to the Hockey Podcast Network and to our sponsors, DraftKings and Raycon. If you enjoyed the episode, give it a five-star rating and leave a review on Apple and Spotify. And if you want to interact with the podcast, hit me up on Twitter at AllSharksNoBite and give me your thoughts on anything I talked about today. But that's it. And until next time, go Sharks.